0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning to our viewers. Good morning to our listeners. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for uh, all of you who have joined us today live. uh, And those of you are always returning to hear us uh, speak about accounting, tax, business strategies and entrepreneurship overall. Uh, For those of you who are joining us for the first time, Uh, Please put in the chat, you know, hands up, thumbs up, anything so we'll know you are new. We really welcome you with open arms. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I want to encourage you to uh, go ahead and subscribe and uh, like the channel that you are listening or... Um, <clears throat> uh, sh- uh, watching us on. Uh, you know, we really love your support and it's the best way to help us reach out to more people and help them learn the information that our, we are providing. So make sure you are following, liking, subscribing as it's related to the platform you are listening and watching. Um, just a quick intro. My name is Marie Torosian. I'm a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant an experienced auditor and a CFO. I've, I'm the creator of evaluation MT methodology which i use uh, specifically to help business owners that have reached their first million to get to 10 million and more i am also uh, the author of two books one of them is an ebook uh, it's called uh, the business owners a business owners guide to operational accounting and i'm going to put that link in the uh, in the chat soon um, and the second one is the complete guide to business growth and that's available on kindle for purchase um and a quick update and I have some great news. I recently became a, a Grand Cardone licensee and I'll be using uh, some of his uh, uh, materials to be able to teach and coach business owners that I'm working with. So I'm super, super excited about this. Yeah. Um, so I've been actually just to, uh, to let tell you guys, you know, this is not a new thing. I've been. Um, you know, blessed with uh, learning from Grant and being his, uh, you know, uh, having him as my mentor, uh, part of his accelerator program for the past year, and uh, it just made sense that I go, uh, go ahead and teach. I love coaching and teaching. It just made sense for me to uh, join, uh, join him uh, as a licensee. Um, and of course, as always, good morning, Pedro, my featured guest, my friend, Pedro Gonzalez CPA. Sure
1: good morning good morning marie good morning to uh, everybody the listeners uh, the viewers uh good morning uh today is an awesome day Woo! yes <laughs> so uh pedro gonzalez so your cpa and business and tax strategist uh we help our clients uh with uh, uh focusing at least on the three uh, very strong fronts which is uh, your your taxes uh minimizing your taxation improving cash flow and developing strong uh, exit strategies. Uh, quick uh, updates uh, that I have as far as uh, the the uh, we have the ebook that we released uh, the, on real estate uh, tax strategies that continue to be well received. Uh, it has, uh, like I said, a link uh, that provides uh, some e-training uh, and uh, followed by some newsletters that will continue enhancing uh, your knowledge on, on real estate investing. If you're interested in, that, in venturing into that arena. Uh, we have the, the S corporation uh, uh, book that we're uh, working. I continue uh, removing things adding other things uh, but okay, I can okay. assure you that in the end will be a good thing. Um, and we are also uh, you know helping clients with the, the uh, employee retention tax credit there's still time. I do encourage if uh, if you do meet the, the minimum requirement uh, to have an evaluation, just contact us. You can reach out to Marie. You can reach out to me. Uh, there, there's still uh, a window of opportunity. The the time uh, you know, like I tell people, it's better to do it now than later. We don't know at any moment they remove this uh, opportunity. You know, it is uh, a good amount of money that could be coming your way if you take action.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Pedro, and uh, can't wait to get your, our hands on your new book when it's released soon. And before we go on, I just remembered, and I wanted to share something that I found yesterday uh-huh. Uh, while talking to one of our uh, our clients is uh, who's a canadian uh citizen who's uh re-establishing himself in uh, united states using an e2 visa uh, and we prepared his business plan and projections to submit with this visa application and yesterday uh, he told us that his visa was approved. So I wanted to share that with our audience. It's just yes. for me, it's so exciting uh, because I feel like I, I, you know, we made this massive impact and big difference for him and his family establishing here. And then we're also gonna be able to support him moving forward with all his accounting and tax yeah. needs as well. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and as, uh, I wanted to also do a brief review of some of the episodes we've had in the past few, few weeks actually a few months Uh, we've been on since 2021 Um, (laughs) so we've covered anywhere from you know tax due dates tax forms we've talked about self-employment uh you know record keeping we've talked about partnership agreements buy sell agreements valuations um how to trim down costs financial analysis last week we specifically spoke about employee tax retention credit and then today Uh, we wanted to kind of go a little off into entrepreneurship a little bit and kind of discuss key terms that we keep hearing over and over. Um, Gig work. (laughs) This was one of them that has been like, it's been so overused the last, uh, you know, two, three years, I would say. Right. Um, So that's one of them. And we're going to jump into it now. And then the next one is uh, private practice or practice practice. What does that word really mean and why do we still use that? And the third one is, every day I'm hustling. And what are we actually hustling for? (laughs) Let's let's go through that, okay? So to start off, I want to give you first the definition that I found about gig work. Okay, and then we're going to discuss this. This is going to be cool. Um, It says, a definition of gig worker, a person who works temporary jobs, typically in the service sector as an independent contractor or freelancer. So how long can someone handle gig work? Like how long can you do that without just being this independent contractor mindset? Right? I feel like there's just such a, a limiting belief as to thinking, well, you know, right. I do gig work. I'm, I, I, you know, it's a gig mm-hmm. work. It's a side, side gig. It's a gig. Yes. I feel like yeah, it's yeah. a charm from the old days when you know musicians used to have a gig. It was yes, yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah.
0: So why, why, Pedro? What do you feel like? Well, this could go on. You know, how long can someone be a gig worker?
1: Well, you know, as far as how long can they do it, you know, uh, that that's to be, I guess, determined. It's up to the person. I guess uh, the conversation that we when I when I uh, the issue that I have with that is depends on what exactly is it that you're trying to accomplish with that. Ah, gig. yes. Yeah, because you can have a good work. I have nothing against it. Is that when somebody's trying to tell me that this is a, a, a business, but then you're calling it a gig? Right. When you look at the <laughs> definition, and this is you know you and I have you know talked about many times that that the meaning behind the words that we use, because there lies the. Your mindset, you know, a gig is something that is temporary. It's something that exactly. you do kind of on the side. It's not. It's not your primary focus. You are a full-time, uh, let's say, attorney, and your gig can be that every Thursday night I go to a jazz bar, and I play. I don't know the piano. That then right. that's my gig. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it, it, in you know we have known that this term as a gig is something I do on the side. Yeah. It's not my, this is not my life, my livelihood. This is something, many times I do as an enjoyment, like, you know, something to relax, something on the side. Right. I'm not a musician, a musician I'm a, an attorney. I just do this on the side as an right. additional, uh, and many times uh, do I make money with that? It doesn't matter. I do it because I enjoy playing piano. So right. when you bring that into the environment that we're talking about entrepreneurship, then i see a conflict because you cannot call it a gig and then also i'm an entrepreneur because it's too conflictive you know when you look at what what is an entrepreneur you know what right. i mean and you look at the definition i don't know if you have it but i i have one that says it's a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than natural risk, risk in order to generate uh, a income. profit yeah
0: Absolutely, absolutely. yeah, I, I've read that definition quite a few times and, and you're right. Um, it's about the mindset. the gig Correct. work something is, okay, do I do it temporarily until I'm yes. at a certain point where I can now start a business? Correct. Uh, am I testing the waters with this little thing that I like to do on the side until I figure out, okay, do I turn this into a real business? Uh, but yeah, to to it's about the mindset. What do you what are your intentions with the gig work? Right. It's
1: all about setting your intention. What is your intention? Yeah. And and that that is uh, what is going to determine, you know, again, I have nothing against gig work. I mean, you can be again, you can have a full time job and do Uber uh, as a a gig. I mean, something extra. I just happen to have some extra few hours. So let me get in the car and generate some additional income. But it's not my primary uh, source of income. Now you could also be uh, the other way, and you can say, "I'm gonna turn this Uber thing into a business operation. Now I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. I'm actually gonna start bu- even buying some uh, other cars, and I'm gonna pass it to my my cousins, a couple of friends, and we're gonna create in essence as a fleet. Right. We are gonna be Uber drivers, but then we're gonna be you know we're gonna maximize yeah. it. We're gonna turn this into a, a an operation here. And so I'm here, the dispatcher. I have somebody, you know, that to me, no, no that is to me a business. I, you can see the intention of this individual is I want to generate profit. I want to maximize this opportunity Absolutely. that something like Uber is doing and brought to our environment. And so, again, that's what you can see the two different mindset. One is, you know, uh, it to me is the entrepreneurial mindset. Is it, There's an opportunity with Uber. I can see that I can make money, but I want to multiply it. So instead of just me limiting to myself and my time, because you know that there's a limitation of time that we have. So then instead I'm going to multiply. I'm going to get, you know, uh, uh, five cars and, or, you know, organize in essence a fleet, either by, because I'm right. going to buy them or because I'm going to create a platform for other people that want to join Uber, but I'm going to create something for them. So Marie can join in and, or, you know, and I'm going to create this nice platform where then I'm going to facilitate certain things for, for you. And then, I'm creating is a business form where I derive some profits, and so that that's what I uh, when I'm talking to um, businesses or entrepreneur. You know, what I mean, when they say uh, I, I'm an entrepreneur, but when you listen to them carefully, how they describe their business is is, is in essence is a gig. It's a, it's a side thing that I'm doing, and I'm not in essence I'm not sold on this. I'm not you know, I'm not diving into this to you know, passion. This is how they describe their business. And right. you can tell that they're not really sold on it. I mean, this is almost like a. am not so sure. And so, you know, how can you succeed on that? How are you going to present that to somebody else if you yourself are not sold on it?
0: Right, right. And also, I think from the intention-wise, it's like uh and i mean a lot of us go through it right like i i was doing a side gig you know when i was still a full time employee and then i was really wanting to test the waters on consulting and before i started the firm and uh, that was something i was doing on the side but one thing was clear to me at some point is that okay side gig, side gig jobs are going to be like one project here and there and you're kind mm-hmm. of at the mercy of was well, there a project to do and you know, instead of having an actual business where you have, you know, specific clients that are with you there, they're, that you're helping them on a continuous basis. Now it becomes a business. Now you have a service that you're providing versus just a one-time project. So, um, so that's a, you know, I think every uh, person that has a, a side gig that they're working on at some point, they need to make the decision of that. Okay. Am I taking this seriously enough to move on and create the business that I'm envisioning? Or do I just want to continue doing this? So it's a risk thing like we talked about. Entrepreneur is taking this massive amount of risk versus a gig worker is just, hey, supporting my income with this little side gig, not taking too much risk. Um, You know, and which is fine. But uh, just you're not technically an entrepreneur. You're just you know, at that point. You're an entrepreneur when you actually turn your side gig into an actual business. That is and you're taking massive amount of um, risk. You could be taking a loan. You could be taking a credit to build this business. That's when you start becoming entrepreneur because your mindset is going to shift to something different.
1: Correct, and you know, then you also have the issue of taxation. I mean we have talked in right. on one of the prior episodes about hobby. Yes. And, and this and this this is actually a a big uh, issue. You know, what I mean because. You talk about uh, intention, you know, and, and so that's how the IRS is going to analyze this. You know, you have to see they, they call it material part participation, how, how you know, and it goes back to action. How much time mm-hmm. are you devoting into this business? You know, because if you have a full time uh, job, you have your W-2 income and that is, you know, it's taking substantially uh, a good chunk of the available hours in the day. That is your primary source of income. Now you're gonna claim that this gig is a business, so I'm self-employed and I'm also entitled to losses. You know, which then, if you're generating losses, uh, then you could take those losses and offset it against your ordinary income and lower your taxes. Right. However, if you don't, if you cannot prove that this is actual a business, it's not a gig. That's why you gotta stop this uh, and when you're in front of an IRS agent and telling them, you know, this is a gig. Oh well, then this is not, an, a, or at least I'm gonna see if in fact it passes the test. Is this really a business that can be entitled to the the business losses? So right. I, there are also is another danger. One is the mindset. Number two, you you know the potential uh, uh, tax uh, losses that, that might not be deductible because the IRS is gonna challenge you that this is a hobby. Because yeah. if you're gonna look at the activity. You don't have a website. You don't have. Uh, you don't seem to promote your business. Right. Because again, like you just like you just explained, I mean, at one point you were doing consulting work on the kind of on the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so it's going to be hard to demonstrate that this side business is as as relevant as the one that I'm doing uh, on the day on the daytime. which is really what brings the the money? uh, This is my 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 foundation as far as my finances. This is an additional supplemental income to what I already have it helps me cover a certain a gap or something like that well that's not entrepreneurship and so if you're gonna you know to be able to pass a test you have to show that you are actively involved as active as another business doesn't mean you can have multiple businesses but you have mm-hmm. to demonstrate that I'm actively involved in these different businesses uh, to be able then to uh, treat it as, as such
0: right. Exactly, and then of course, when you are an entrepreneur and you have a business, there's a the 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 running the business portion that you gotta prove. You have a business you're running; it's operations that you're managing, yep. other than just providing this little service on the side. So there's a very big difference between the two, absolutely. Yep. So all right, so then let's let's kind of uh, go through the definition of uh, you know having a private practice, and I and I pulled it up here. Uh, the work it says a private practice the work of a professional practitioner such as a doctor or lawyer who is self-employed that's a practice so why do law firms and tax firms or other you know not like us but taxers call themselves a practice why do they still do that they're not self-employed they are a firm they're a business correct they have so, multiple partners sometimes
1: so why yeah. do we still say practice we're not practicing we're doing we're doing exactly <laughs> yeah. no I, this is something that I, you know i have had uh, even my my long conversation <laughs> with other uh, professionals in this it, it, to me is you know again you can call yourself a practice go ahead you know what i mean to me it's a mindset you, you know yeah. if you're operating as a business you very very diligent about Your revenue regeneration, your cash flow, your marketing, and you know, then okay, call yourself a practice. My concern is that is again the mindset. Yeah, I mean a practice. We're not practicing anything. I mean, we're here doing. We're doing law. We're doing accounting. We're doing medicine. We're doing. You know, we're doing. So to me, is that you have a business. Doesn't matter if it's just you as a solopreneur, or you have a partnership. Or a corporation where you have other other associates and and joining you know a joining effort to uh, to better serve your your clients. But in the end, you should be able then to treat this as a business. This is a business mm-hmm. operation where I provide you know accounting and tax or consulting services. Right. Or I analyze my revenue. Have I have a revenue strategy? I have a marketing strategy. I have a, you know this is a business. You know what I mean? If somebody were to ask you about uh, your 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 services, you should be able to have a marketing presentation about, you know, your, your two minute uh, speech, uh, you know, uh, presentation, elevator uh, pitch. You should have that. You know I mean, yeah. just like any other business. Oh, I'm going to sit here. You know, I'm an attorney, uh, so I need to You know, come on. I mean, you have something to offer that is unique uh, and it, it can it, it solves a, a problem. Either be because you're a, a, a personal injury, you're mm-hmm. a, a whatever, that the practice that you have, the business that you have. It could be that you're a consultant, like in your case, you're doing consulting services to help entrepreneurs. I mean, you have your 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 elevator pitch. You know, what I mean, how to take you from point A to whatever. You know what I mean? That that is your how you make yourself different. That that's why you cannot right. kind of be calling yourself a, 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 a you know a practice, you're a business that is helping other businesses grow and achieve a goal. Mine is not a practice. I'm here is to help out my clients lower their cash flow. In essence, achieve their financial goals. If I were to summarize right. it very short is to achieve financial goals. And I use then what? Uh, improvement of cash flow, lower taxation and developing exit strategies. And so right. that's my business. And I go there and I have to analyze my productivity, you know, and, and how can I continue uh, enhancing the services as also as the economy evolves and as uh, the industry evolves, I have to evolve with that. So that, that's it, that's, that's it. I mean, that I have an issue with that, the use of practice because of that. I think it changes your mindset. I've seen a lot of, uh, especially a lot of CPAs that tend to be very passive Mm-hmm. Because I'm here in, 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 in the practice. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It, it kind of irritates me. It's like, I'm <laughs> practicing.
0: <laughs> and and I, I find it interesting that the the way they explain it here is like professional practitioner.
1: Correct. What yeah.
0: is practitioner?
1: Yes. It's, it's something has been used for so long. And, and I know we continue using it. But it's what like, is a practitioner? Somebody that practices. That yeah. Huh?
0: But yeah like what does that mean it seems like so outdated to say a practitioner whether it's a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant you know a practitioner, yeah, practitioner. i don't know it just seems like very uh you know uh in a you know just not appropriate for the time that we're living right now and you right. keep saying that about ourselves would just be diminishing our ability and and our impact exactly. to the world that we're making so so
1: to I'm all a, of a, you a, out a,
0: there professionals who have yeah. uh, your own firm your your uh you know uh medical pra- medical uh offices do not call yourselves practitioners you are a doctor you're a lawyer you yeah. are helping
1: i i don't uh, i don't want uh, a surgeon to practice on me
0: oh absolutely oh i'm running out of battery here oh sorry about that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Before but anyway, I, I don't want, I don't want, uh, or an attorney, if I, God forbid, I have, uh, to go to a, a court or something to practice, I want him or her is to, to, uh, you know, to take out uh, the case and in, in essence to, to win it. You know what I mean? I, I need somebody that is confident about his or her services. So that is the, uh, the issue that I have with, uh, uh practitioners. I mean, I'm willing to, to listen to any other uh, people's view. If somebody wants to comment on this, you know, I'm willing to listen and to see other people's perspective. But my, my concern with um, practitioner is that, you know, what I mean, when uh, like, for example, when people go to play sports and they're practicing. Now, I understand you should practice as you're going to play. But we go to, you know, when when people are playing sports and they go to have a practice session, we are practicing at that moment. So then when we go to the game, we execute what we already practiced. So uh, I don't know. That that, that to me has been the the issue with uh, practitioner. I guess uh, I'm now all by myself. Marie has left the building. So in that case, uh, what, what are we going to talk about? Uh, anyways, uh, another update. Uh, well, tax, uh, taxes, uh, the tax uh, season, uh, the tax deadline, April 15th. So don't forget about it. It's, uh, today's the last day of March, uh, April 1st, uh, coming up. Hey, there's Marie. She's coming back. She left me there and I'm rambling. I'm rambling.
0: No rambling. You were holding the fort down for me while I figure out what just happened. I plugged the cable I was like, oh, my goodness. I totally probably messed up everything, but I'm glad everything was still working.
1: This is real. This is a, you know, there's no script. This is, you (laughs) know, Marie leaves the building. Uh, she is like, uh, you know, this is this is two CPAs having a nice conversation or, you know, and you never know what happens.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's about teamwork. You know, you're holding the fort while I figuring yeah. things out. And yep. also, you know, this is how life happens, right? Things go wrong yeah. all That's the it. time. You're just going to not, not panic. We're going to come back and uh, just do what we do. Oh, we have Tekretia today. I just noticed. Hi, Takrisha. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Yes. How is she doing?
0: How are you today? <laughs> Feel free to continue uh you know responding in the chat. I'm I'm monitoring the chat as, as yeah. often as I can. So but yeah, you
1: know, I'm open to other people's view. That that's again, that's my view on the word practitioner. Is that to yeah. mean that practitioner can can create a, a deficiency in the mindset because again, uh, and I have seen it. The reason that why I have an issue is because I have seen it when I talk to other professionals, especially CPAs, and I can see it when they de- describe their business as a practice and not, for example, not wanting to market, to advertise, right. to help other cl- their clients with additional services because after all i'm in practice of it's like what do you mean i mean this is a service that could help your client right you know what i mean why not call them and tell them listen you you might be you are you aware of of this uh is it possible no but then i'm selling so what i mean <laughs> we're all selling i mean we all need to you know what i mean
0: i mean if if we think that and this is what grant says too and since uh you know as a 10x like to i can pretty much share yep. all of these nuggets. Uh, what what he, he says is that if you believe that that's going to help your clients, it is your duty to make sure company? you tell them about it. So forget about the selling part. It's about you really are driven by helping your clients. So it is your duty and your job to make sure that you tell them there yes. is this benefit to them. Um, exactly. So so that's uh, super duper important to to remember as you know, uh, you know, uh, as uh, CPAs, accountants, bookkeepers, sure. lawyers, uh, to let them know if there's an opportunity for your client to benefit uh, from a service or or something that has come up, um, you should you should most definitely let them know. Same as let's say, if you know a doctor, and I would think that if I was on some certain medication, if my doctor said, "Hey, there's something better that's gonna have less side effects." I would want him to tell me.
1: Exactly. I mean, I, I want my I doctor to it. warn me that there's an, an alternative that is even better yes. than the one I already prescribed to you uh, a year ago or something like, Hey, Marie, yeah. by the way, a new, a better, you know, whatever is better. It's better yeah. for you. So am I going to leave Marie on that? Because she, Marie has not called me. Marie has. It, it, so I'm yeah. thing is this, this passive. And that, to me, is that what I've seen and when people using that word practice. It's almost like I'm here. If Marie needs me, she'll call me.
0: Right, right, exactly.
1: When exactly. I'm already aware that there's something out there better for her. And like you said, uh, yeah, that's a great way to put it. It is my duty for me to pick up that phone and at least advise her. Listen, there is this alternative for you. Am I going to generate income from that? Most likely, yes. So right. what? I mean, I'm helping, solving Marie exactly. a pain, uh, uh, bringing her a solution, and and you know, so uh, awesome. I don't, I don't understand the the, the, the again, that bottom line that that's my issue with uh, with.
0: <laughs> awesome, and then the last thing we wanted to kind of cover was, uh, you know, what is the meaning of hustling? Because we we hear this word all the time, and again, yeah. I, I pulled up the definition here. Good. Yeah. Um. One of them says, "Force someone to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specific direction." They hustled him. That's one one way. Another one, uh, busy in movement and activity. So, in the in the in the in this situation of like here, what we're talking about in the context of entrepreneurship, you know, every day I'm hustling, kind of part of that song as well. Um, you know, it's great to be active and busy, right? But what is the impact of that active and busy? Is we are we just being busy for the sake of being busy, or are we being busy and active for a specific intention? Is it for a specific end goal that we're mm-hmm. hustling toward?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. So I think um, uh, I, I think it, sometimes it gets overly used, and you know, it's a side hustle, hustling, and all of that stuff. But then, what is the end goal? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, you, right? you're right. I mean, you're. you're... <laughs> and then again it goes back to what we've been discussing about the mindset what is your your, you know your intention your goal what are you achieving with that hustle the the word itself is not the again uh, the issue it can it can be confusing because you know you have people i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy um oh my goodness you will not believe how busy i am but then how is that busyness like you said helping you achieve your goals because i can assure you and there has been tests uh, done this is not just me it's uh, there's tests out there done about productivity you know with all of the the tools that we have available we should be you know way ahead uh, of you know we should be like a uh, dominant in the whole world about technology production the gdp should be, should be the you know what i mean but we're not actually our productivity now is actually less then yeah. back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. when it, it, it makes no sense. How can that be when we have all of these tools at our, our disposal? We get apps, you know, our phones are loaded with apps. So, yes. how can it be? Because we're busy. Yes, we're busy. But yeah. is that business uh, 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 helping us achieve our, our financial goals?
0: Right. Absolutely. So, is it busy watching TV for four hours, five hours a day? <laughs> is it is it busy playing games? Five, six hours a day or yeah. maybe watching uh, football or oh, all right. these other things that just waste hours of time. And then we can complain about, well, we haven't achieved anything. Uh, things are not working out, you know, all these other things. So it's all about, you know, the person's duty. Like when you're hustling, let's, let's make sure you're hustling for the right goals. Correct. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. when it comes to, to business, uh, you know, you ought to have that uh, mindset. I mean, you, you get in essence, you put your armor on and you go to battle. I mean, you you have no time to go and and okay. get distracted because if you get distracted, I'm sorry for the expression, but you'll be blown out. You'll be, you know, what I mean, if you were in the middle of a, of a war uh, zone. Yeah, you cannot get distracted because if you look up to the side and start looking at something else. You're out. And so if you were to take that mentality to your office and you say, listen, I have no time to talk to you right now. You know, I need to focus. You will see the amount of product. I mean, you'll go, you know, 10, you'll go 20 times. You know what I mean? Because you're so driven into, no, I have to achieve this goal. Uh, You know, I really don't have time to look at this. uh, My phone beeped. And every time the phone beeps, it's not the beeping. It's I open that and I can assure you, Marie, that you open and you saw that email and then you go into something else something else on oh, the yeah. five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes goes away and they goes 15 minutes away now you get back to your mindset to get oh, where was i
0: uh, yes yes of course that's that's totally it happens yeah uh, and so what uh something that i do and I, I hope that it might be helpful to others as well is that i do schedule focus time and whenever needed i actually put the phone completely on silent because i don't want anything Uh, uh, you know bothering me even even the watch I put that one on (laughs) silent too because if I really need to produce I cannot have distractions Um, I recall um, you know as a a CAO and a CFO back where I was working I could get called into meetings like almost all day every day and then by the time it was time for me to sit down and get work done I'll be like oh my god over half my day is gone and I don't know if I should have been in this meeting so Sometimes you get also pull, like you could be uh, working for someone, but, you know, make sure your time is being used well, because sometimes you may not be necessarily needed in a meeting, but they drag you in there because they just need to bring a whole bunch of people. So really be cognizant of what you're getting pulled into, because I, I, I could tell you that there were some meetings at some point I had to say, do I actually have to be in this one? Is there anything specifically related to the
1: exactly.
0: areas that I cover—financial, payroll, HR, Correct. Correct. IT? Is there anything in this area you will be discussing that I need to be in this meeting for? If not, I have
1: five departments to write. Exactly, <laughs> you're right. I, I mean, just, <laughs> even just those, those—those are simple analysis you you just did there it will improve your productivity tremendously because then you will you will harness all your energy towards those things that truly will help me achieve my goal what is your goal and then driving all that energy towards that and you'll see that, that you'll f- go farther ahead than your, your dominant, your your, your 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 sector, your department, it uh, doesn't matter. You yeah. know, one thing that I also liked about, uh, and I'll, I'll end with this, with uh, Brian Tracy, was something that he used to say, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry not to use it, he still says it, uh, that even as an employee, you should have the mentality of a, a I, I am the the president of of my corporation and said well Marie, you work for XYC company yeah, but I am my own company, you know what I mean Yes and so having that mentality even as, a, as an employee will tremendously improve uh, your productivity, your income level, and you will achieve uh, higher higher statuses in, in your in your business.
0: Absolutely. So guys listening and and those of you watching us, don't hustle for no reason. Hustle for the right reasons. Use your time productively and uh, make things happen. So we are at the top of the hour already. We're just a little bit over. But uh, as always, guys, we really want to be, we are very thankful for joining us today. Um, And I will will leave you with, as always, with a quote from motivational speaker Jim Rohn. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I hope that we are the two of the five people you're spending your time with learning and growing your business. Uh, Until next week, uh, we wish you a wonderful week.